Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Hand to Hand in the Trenches, a missionary story podcast. I'm Caleb Hickam. And I'm Kimberly Croker. And we are your hosts for this episode of Hand to Hand. Hand to Hand is a ministry outreach of Charity Baptist Tabernacle in Amarillo, Texas. And Hand to Hand is a missionary story podcast that tells the true stories of Christians around the world who have hazarded their lives for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. In this podcast, we want to tell you the incredible true story of the Venns family. The Venns family, at the beginning of the story, is made up of Georgie Venns, his wife Nadia, their daughter Natasha, and her little brother Peter. But the family will grow as more children are born throughout the story. We want to tell the story of the Venns family, but especially of little Natasha, their daughter. Our story begins in the early 1960s, when Natasha is about three years old. It takes place in the city of Kyiv. Kyiv is the capital and largest city in the Ukraine, located in north-central Ukraine, on the Dnieper River. In the 1960s, Ukraine is still a part of the Soviet Union. So, let's jump into it. When Natasha was very young, her papa was an electrical engineer in a factory, and her mama taught English in high school. Mama would have to get Natasha up early in the morning while it was still dark and take her to daycare. But in the evenings after supper, they would have family time and Papa would read children's books or tell Bible stories. What will it be tonight? David and Goliath? Daniel in the lion's den? Noah's Ark! Noah's Ark! Choose a short one, dear. We have to get up very early again tomorrow. Yes, Mama. In the springtime, when the days were longer, Papa would take Natasha to a nearby park to play. Natasha was happy, and being a little child, she just supposed she would always be happy. But she had no way of knowing that very soon, her life would change forever. Papa and Mama taught Natasha Bible stories and all about God. At night, they taught Natasha how to pray. All right, time for bed. Let's say your prayers. Dear Jesus, thank you for my Mama and Papa. And please bless my new baby brother, Peter, and help Babushka. Amen. The Vins family lived in a very overcrowded communal apartment. There were ten families with only one restroom. So every morning, the neighbors were lined up in the hallway waiting for their turn while each family had one room that was their bedroom, living room, and dining room all rolled into one. Everyone shared the restroom and the kitchen. There were four stoves in the kitchen, and each family was allowed to use only two of the burners on the stove. After preparing a meal, 
the mother would carry the pots and pans back to her family's own room to eat. The kitchen was the liveliest place in the apartment as people fought over everything, who burned the food, who boiled over the milk, or if somebody was using someone else's burner. It was very crowded in the apartment, so sometimes on the weekend, Natasha would go and stay with her babushka. Babushka is Russian for grandma. Natasha, are you ready to come to my house for the weekend? Yes, babushka. I can't wait. On Sunday, the whole family would go to church at the Kiev Baptist Church. Natasha and Peter both loved to go to church. They loved putting on their very best clothes and walking with Mama and Papa to the bus station. Seeing all the Christians get on, they would all smile and greet each other and say good morning. When they got to the big church building, they loved to see the pulpit and the big piano and to listen to Mama and Papa and Babushka sing in the choir. Then, one day, in kindergarten, the teacher was telling a story. As part of the story, she said that there is no God and that it was foolish to believe in Him. Teacher, why is it foolish to believe in God? My Mama and Papa believe in God. <laughs> Oh, Natasha, that's so silly. Everyone knows there's no God. Yeah, that's silly. As you can imagine, Natasha was embarrassed when her teacher and all her classmates laughed at her. But she knew her mama and papa and her babushka would not lie to her. If her family said there was a God, then she believed it. Meanwhile, papa knew the apartment was much too crowded for a family, and the government had put them at the bottom of a very long list to get a bigger apartment. Papa decided the very best thing to do was to remodel the attic of Babushka's house to make it into their very own home. He worked on it every weekend and during the summer vacation also, but it still took two whole years to finish it. They moved to Babushka's house when Natasha was about five years old and Peter was two. It was when Natasha was about seven years old that Papa called her and little Peter in from their play and sat them down. Children, I have some very sad news for you. What is it, Papa? Yeah, what is it, Papa? You will not be able to go to church with us anymore. But why, Papa? We love going to church. I'm very sorry, honey, but the government has made a new law that children are not allowed to go to church anymore. From now on, your mother and I will take turns staying home with you on Sundays. That's not all that happened to Natasha that year. What do you mean? In April of 1961, the Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin became the first man to go into outer space. So because the Russian government was atheist, the teacher used the event to intensify atheistic indoctrination of children in schools. Children, you should all be very proud that the first person in space was a man from our great country, the Soviet Union. We beat the Americans. Yay! Now, children, when Yuri Gagarin was in outer space, he made many important scientific discoveries. The most important one is that Yuri Gagarin went up very, very high, higher than anyone ever went before, but he did not see God or angels up there. That means there is no God. That means the Bible is a lie, and only foolish old people believe in God. Wow. It sounds like poor Natasha was in for a tough time at school. Oh, just wait. 
There's more. Natasha and all the children in her class were told that since they were six and seven years old, this fall they would be expected to join the Octoberists. What are the Octoberists? The Octoberists is a communist organization for children that teaches kids, among other things, that there is no God. Now, children, when you join the Octoberist, you will each get a badge that looks like this. It is a red star with the picture of Vladimir Lenin on it. Now, children, you must all remember this red star is not just a simple badge. When you put this on, you must wear it on your left side over your heart. This means that Lenin lives in your heart. Teacher? Yes, Ivan? Who is Vladimir Lenin? Why, Lenin was the first leader of our great country. He loved children and gave everyone in our country a wonderful life. But he hated church and always laughed at faith in God. Won't it be wonderful to have him in your heart? Natasha was very confused by all of this. She tried to understand why at home she was taught that believing in God was good and honorable, but at school she was told the exact opposite. Sounds like kids today who learn in Sunday school that God created man, but in school they're told that man evolved from monkeys. Exactly. Well, anyway, Natasha believed her parents and knew that they wouldn't lie to her, but the thought of her teacher making fun of her in front of the whole class scared her most of all. So when the time came, she just kept quiet and joined the Octoberist with the rest of her classmates. It wasn't long after that that Mama had a new baby girl named Lisa. All the family was very glad to be living in the attic of Babushka's house because they remembered how crowded they used to be in the apartment and knew how much harder it would have been with a new baby. One summer evening when Natasha was nine, Babushka called Peter and Natasha in from their play. Come on, children. Time to wash up and get ready for bed. Hurry, hurry. Why do we have to come in so early? It's not even dark yet. Because we have to get up early tomorrow. We are all going to go to church. Babushka, did you forget? Kids aren't allowed to go to church anymore. Remember? <laughs> of course I remember. I'm not that old yet. Things have changed now. and You can come to church now. So hurry up and get ready for bed. Oh, the government must have changed the law. No, not at all. What did happen was that some of the most dedicated Baptists in the church, including Brother Vince, kept telling the preachers and deacons that they shouldn't listen to the government, but that they should obey God instead. When the leaders of the church refused to obey God and decided instead to obey the government, Papa and the other dedicated Christians decided to leave the church and start an underground church. They met under the ground? <laughs> No, no, they didn't meet under the ground. An underground church is a church that has services secretly, maybe in somebody's home or even in the forest, but they don't tell the government because they might be arrested. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Well, the next morning, they all got ready for church, and right after breakfast, they left. They traveled for two hours by bus and then by train, and finally, when the train stopped at a little station far out in the country, the Vince family got off, and about 30 other people got off as well. And they all started walking down a little path into the woods.
Santa, where are we going? This is not the way to church. Just wait, dear. You'll see in a minute. Oh, yes, here we are. Look at this beautiful meadow. This is a good place to sit. We'll put our blanket down right here. Everyone started spreading blankets on the grass in a circle around the preacher. Babushka, is the service going to be here in the forest? But where's the church building? How can we have church without a piano or a pulpit? This is our new place to have church. Do you like it? See how the trees are our walls? The sun is our light? Even the birds are singing to God. This is a wonderful place to have church. Yes, it is nice. But is it really a church? Yes, dear. You see, church is not a building. A church is the people who have Jesus in their hearts and love God. People who want to obey the Bible, that is a church, and that is why we are here now. Our old church didn't want to obey the Bible, so our men, like your papa, have to decide to start their own church. Your papa is very brave. Just then, one of the men standing in the middle of the circle asked everyone to bow their heads to pray. After that, they sang hymns using a guitar and accordion for music instead of a piano. Then some of the men took turns preaching. One of the preachers was Natasha's papa, Georgie Vins. After that, Natasha knew Babushka was right. This really was a church, even without a building. That evening, when they all got home, Papa sat Peter and Natasha down for a talk. Natasha, Peter, you need to understand that the police may come to one of our meetings. They may arrest me and take me away to prison because I preach from the Bible. And they hate the Bible. But the Bible is God's word, and I have to preach God's word. Do you understand? Yes, Papa. I may be arrested. Your mama, Babuska, and I all realize this, but we have decided to join the persecuted church. Now, you also need to know that not only will it be hard for the grown-ups, but you children may be persecuted for your faith as well. You children may be picked on at school because we believe in God. Natasha, you're already nine years old. You can understand most of what is happening. Peter, you are six years old. Now you are both old enough to know that for many months you were not allowed to go to church. Those rules were made by church leaders who gave in to pressure from the atheists and the government. But the Bible says, Train up a child in the way he should go. In Deuteronomy 11.9, And ye shall teach them your children. This means that your mom and I have a responsibility to take you to church and to teach you the Bible. No matter what anyone else says, when the church submits to these kinds of unbiblical demands, it disobeys the Lord's commands. There are many other things that have forced us to start a new church. But you are still too young to understand them all. The most important thing for you both to remember is that your parents love Jesus and we want to live the way the Bible tells us to. Wow, that is some pretty scary stuff. Yes, it is. But as I'm sure our listeners can imagine, the story is about to get a lot more exciting. That's for sure. It wasn't long before Natasha would have trouble at school, just like Papa had said. What happened? Well, the next fall, during October of 1962, there was a long article in the Kiev newspaper. What was it about? It was making fun of Christians, 
and somehow the paper had gotten a hold of Natasha's parents' names. Maybe because they were so outspoken against the new rules, back before they decided to start a new church. Possibly. Anyway, Natasha's teacher had read the article. Now, children, we have been learning about cavemen and how they came from monkeys. You know the cavemen were foolish. They all had foolish religious practices and beliefs. They would pray and talk to some invisible person they called God. Now, isn't that silly? Now, in modern times, there are still foolish people who believe in God just like those cavemen did. Science has proven that there is no God, and all progressive-minded people have rejected all religious beliefs long ago. But there are still a few stupid people who believe in God. In fact, there is a little girl right here in our own class who believes in God. Who is it? Do you know who it is? Natasha Bins, come to the front of the class so everyone can see you. Tell your comrades, is it true that you believe in God? Well, hurry up. How long are you going to make us wait? Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. What is wrong with you? Are you stupid? Don't you pay attention in school? Didn't you read what Yuri Gagarin said when he returned from outer space? He didn't see God anywhere. You should be ashamed that you don't learn anything in school. Go to the principal's office. He wants to speak to you. But only the meanest boys in the whole school are ever since the principal's office. That's right. You are the first little girl in our school who's ever been sent to the principal's office. I hope you are ashamed. Now go. He is waiting for you. As Natasha walked to the principal's office, she was very scared. She remembered that Babushka had taught her to pray silently. Jesus, please help me. Teach me what to say. Teach me what to do. Come in. Natasha Vins, this is my assistant principal, Miss Valentina. How are you, Miss Valentina? Not very well, thanks to you. You are a disgrace to our whole school. Natasha Vins, I have read of your parents in the newspaper. Is it true that they are so stupid as to believe in God? Papa and Mama are Christians. And what about you? Do you also believe in God? Yes. Very well. Natasha, our school will not tolerate this. We will not tolerate this at all. We will not have one of our students going around saying that they believe in God. We will make you change your mind. Miss Valentina will give you atheistic instruction. Twice a week, you will come to the office for a special class where Miss Valentina will teach you that there is no God. That is all for now. Go back to your class. Even though I know it's true, I can hardly believe that anyone would treat a nine-year-old little girl like that just because she believes in God. Well, that's not all. All the other kids in class didn't want to be her friend anymore. In a class of 30 children, Natasha was the only one from a Christian home. That day, she became an outcast among the children. When she got home, she cried and told Babushka what had happened. Honey, you are not the only one who had trouble today. 
Your mama's boss at the high school read her name in the paper and fired your mama. She lost her job. Your papa was demoted. He has less responsibility and less pay. Oh no, what will we do? Don't worry, dear. God will provide for us like he always has. I'm very sorry about the way you were treated at school. You know my husband, your papa's papa, was a Baptist preacher. He was killed in prison because he preached the Bible. That is when your papa was about your age. Your papa had a very difficult childhood too. Now it's your turn. You were forced very early to pay the price for your faith. But just remember, the Bible says, all those that live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. We are not the first Christians who have been treated cruelly because we love Jesus. Let's pray that God will give us all the strength to do right, no matter how bad it gets. Dear Lord, please help us not to be ashamed of you, and please protect my family from the people that want to hurt us just because we believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Natasha went back to school, and twice a week she would go to the office for atheistic instruction, where Miss Valentina was very cruel and would shout and scream at her. At first, Natasha was very scared, but pretty soon she got used to the shouting and screaming and would just sit in the office and listen until it was all over. Yes, but every time one thing would start to get better, something else would happen. What do you mean? Well, it was almost November when the Soviet Union would celebrate the revolution, kind of like their own 4th of July. The teacher told Natasha's class that they would all be old enough to join the Young Pioneers that next May. Wait, who are the Young Pioneers? It's almost like the Soviet version of Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. Oh, I gotcha. Anyway, the teacher said that they could all join the next spring, but the very best kid in class would be allowed to join early at the Revolution Celebration. Now, children, it is a great honor to be the first in the class to join the Young Pioneers. Think it over carefully and name only the most worthy child in our class. Natasha Vance! Wait, I thought they didn't like Natasha. A little patience, Caleb. Just wait and listen. Okay, sorry. It's all good. Natasha Vance! Yes, yes, that's a wonderful idea. If we make Natasha the first to join the Young Pioneers, she won't dare bring shame on our class anymore. If we choose her, she'll have to reject her religious beliefs. Let's all vote for Natasha. All right, all right, very good. Calm down. Now, Natasha, the class has shown you a great honor by choosing you first. You should be very proud. You should be careful not to let the class down. Now, would you like to say something to the class? Yes, ma'am. I have to tell you and the class I cannot join the pioneers. What? Do you realize what you're doing? Don't you even care that your comrades put their trust in you by choosing you first in spite of your background? Now you spit on them? Well, all right. Tell me, why can you not be a pioneer? When you read us the Constitution of the Young Pioneers, it said that all pioneers must promise to actively fight against religion. I can't do that because I am a Christian. Stop! I've heard enough out of you. You have already told us more than once that you are a Christian, and I don't want to hear it ever again. Now, you refuse to join the pioneers. 
Don't you realize you undermine the reputation of our whole class? From now on, in all school competitions, we will always be last, just because you would not join the pioneers. Our whole class will suffer because of you and your stupid, stubborn religious beliefs. Believe me, sooner or later, you will learn that religion is only for stupid old people. Then you will be sorry for the way you treated this class. Then the bell rang for recess, and the teachers left the room. All the kids gathered around Natasha and started shouting at her. Some of the boys even started pulling her hair. It got so bad for Natasha at school that she got to the point that she hated going to school. The teachers, the principal, and now even the other children were so cruel to her. Sometimes the other children would even beat her up. Mama met with the teacher and tried to get her to be kind to Natasha, but the teacher just got mad at Mama and accused her of abusing her own children by teaching them to believe in God. But then, one evening... In December, while the family was eating supper, Come in! I am Miss Valentina. I am the principal's assistant at Natasha's school. Good evening. Good evening. This is Natasha's teacher. Yes, we have met. Indeed, we have. And this man is Mr. Popov. Mr. Popov is with the child services for the city of Kiev. I'm her father. This is her mother and grandmother. How can we help you? As I'm sure you are all aware, though I'm also sure you don't care, I've been giving atheistic instruction to Natasha at school. She has not been responding to it. So last week, I sent a note to Mr. Popov at the child service office. The note said this, Natasha Binns is not responding to re-education. Therefore, the school requests that the city officials take appropriate action. Well, Mr. Popov, what would the appropriate action mean? What is this visit all about? We have opened the court case against you to deprive you of your parental rights. That means that your children, all three of them, may be taken away from you and put into an orphanage if Natasha does not start responding to re-education. Meaning if Natasha does not deny Christ and say there is no God, you will put her in an orphanage? Possibly. It would depend on the court's decision. What you should know is that not only Natasha, but also Peter and baby Lisa would be taken away. We have all come tonight to examine your living conditions and give you one last warning. We have nothing further to discuss with you. I hope that you will all make the smart choice and make sure Natasha begins to learn her lessons at school. Good day to you. They're gone. Oh, Papa, what will we do? Please don't let them take us away. Please, Papa, please. Everyone gather around. Let us all get on our knees and pray. Our Heavenly Father... We pray you will please protect our family. Lord, we are grateful to be counted worthy to suffer for your name. But Lord, we beg you that you will please keep our children safe and home with us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now children, we must be prepared for this. We hope and pray that you will not be taken away, but we must have a plan in case you are. 
Usually, when Christian children are taken from their parents, they are taken to an orphanage in a different city or town. The official strategy is to hide children to keep their parents from visiting them. Also, children from Christian homes are usually separated and sent to different orphanages. Even if you could send a letter to us, we would not ever see it because the KGB checks all of our mail now. This is what we must do. Natasha, Peter, you both remember Emma, the elderly Jewish lady who used to be our neighbor. She lives across town now. You must both memorize her address. Then if you are taken away, you must send her a note telling her where you are. We will warn her to bring it to us right away. In this way, we will be able to learn where you are so that we can come visit you. The next day at school, Miss Valentina told Natasha if she didn't want to have to go live in an orphanage, all she had to do was join the Young Pioneers. She said they could keep it a secret from her parents and she could just wear the Young Pioneer's tie at school. What's the Young Pioneer's tie? It was a red necktie that every Young Pioneer would wear, kind of like a Boy Scout scarf or a Girl Scout sash. Anyway, it was easy to see which kids refused to join the Young Pioneer's because all the other kids would be wearing a red tie. Anyway, Miss Valentina told Natasha if she could just join secretly and wear the tie at school, and then she could leave it in the teacher's desk when she went home. That had to have been tempting for a nine-year-old. What did Natasha say? Well, Miss Valentina told her to go home for the winter break and to think it over, so Natasha didn't have to say anything right away. But even though she didn't say so, Natasha knew inside that she could never join the Young Pioneers and promise to fight against religion because she believed in God. Remember, it was December, so Natasha went home for the winter break. The children spent the days sledding and playing in the snow while Mama and Babushka were busy baking for the Christmas holiday. Children, I have wonderful news. There's going to be a special Christmas children's program at the home of one of the families in the church. We will sing songs, and all the children will recite a Christian poem or a Bible verse. Would you like to memorize the story of Jesus' birth from the Gospel of Luke? Oh, yes, Papa. That would be fun. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Babushka checked every day to see how well the children had memorized their passage from Luke chapter 2. Natasha was so happy that she completely forgot about her troubles at school. Then, on the day of the Christmas program, they went to the home of a Christian family where the program was being held. Natasha was so excited. There was a big room with all the furniture taken out to make room for everyone, and the room was decorated with paper snowflakes hanging from the ceiling and a bright star of Bethlehem hanging in one corner. But the most wonderful thing she saw was all the Christian children. At school, she felt so alone because she was the only Christian kid in her class. But here, at the Christmas program, there were Christian children just like her everywhere. It was wonderful. They were singing Christmas songs and all the children recited Christian poems or Bible verses. Then, Natasha and Peter quoted their memory verse. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. When the evening was over and they were getting their coats on and getting ready to leave, 
A young lady about 20 years old came up to them. Hi, Natasha. My name is Maisha. We are starting a new Sunday school class for children your age. I will be the teacher. Our first class will be on Tuesday evening at 6. I hope you can come. Oh, Mama, may I please go? Honey, not only are you allowed to go, you're required to go. Your papa and I want you to go to Sunday school to learn, and we are very happy that now you'll be able to. That Tuesday, about 15 children met in an apartment of a little boy named Alex, who Natasha remembered seeing at the Christmas program. For their first Sunday school class, Miss Maisha picked up a guitar and played while the children sang gospel songs. Then she taught a lesson about God creating the earth. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. The children had a wonderful time discussing the creation and how their teachers all kept saying that there was no God and the earth had just evolved from nothing? Well, children, before we leave, I think it would be a good idea for us to all take turns telling about our problems at school and how you each answer the hard questions that your teacher asks you. In this way, we can all pray for each other and get some good ideas from each other on how to answer your own teachers. That's a great idea! Oh, oh yes! yes! Okay. Alex, why don't you go first? Well, my teacher has been harassing me to join the Young Pioneers. I keep telling her I don't want to. Finally, one day she said, Alex, stop being so stubborn. If you can't afford to Pioneer's red tie, then the school will buy one for you. What did you say? I told her that my family could afford the tie. I just didn't want to join because I am a Christian. Well, she kept after me every day. And so finally, one day I said, fine, I'll bring a tie to school tomorrow. She was so excited. I thought she was going to do a backflip. The next day, though, she wasn't very happy. What do you mean, Alex? Did you join the Young Pioneers? No, ma'am. The next day, I took my father's Sunday tie with me to school. My teacher came up to my desk and asked, Alex, did you bring the tie today? I reached into my school bag and took out the Sunday tie. She got so angry, she started yelling at me. What a liar, you little liar. But I just said, I am not a liar. I promised to bring a tie to school, but I never said it would be the Red Pioneer's tie. Alex, that was very clever and funny. More importantly, it was very brave to refuse to join the Pioneers. I am sure that many of your schoolmates make fun of you for it, or even worse. Now, who shall we hear from next? Let's see. Lena, why don't you go next? Well, my story is short. That's all right, honey. Well, my teacher was telling us all about the space flight and how the astronaut didn't see God while he was up there. Then she turned to me right there in front of the whole class and said, Lena, you say you believe in God? If God is real, why didn't Yuri see him in space? What did you say? 
I told her the Bible says in Matthew 5, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So probably his heart was not pure. All the children took turns telling their story, and Natasha told about her own troubles at school. She told how the government was threatening to put her and her brother and sister in an orphanage. All the children prayed together, and they promised to pray for each other. Natasha felt better after she started going to Sunday school and making Christian friends. She didn't feel like the only kid her age that actually believed the Bible anymore. When class was over, Miss Maysha warned the kids not to all leave together, but to slip out one or two at a time in case the KGB was watching in the house. They didn't want anyone to know they were having Christian meetings. We've mentioned the KGB a couple of times in this story. What is the KGB? The KGB is the Soviet secret police. It would kind of be like the German Gestapo, or even a combination of the FBI and the CIA all rolled into one. Oh, okay, I see. So the idea was to leave in small groups so that they would not attract attention from the secret police? Exactly. Anyway, that was how the Sunday school started. Let's talk about that underground church a little more. What's going on there? I'm glad you asked. One Sunday in the spring of 1963, when the church service was almost over. Let's all sing a closing hymn. Brother Andre, would you get your guitar and play God Be With You? into a tight circle around the choir and the preacher. The choir kept singing as one of the men walked up to the head policeman. Officers, please do not interrupt. This is a harmless worship service. Shut up. Get down. Officers, push through these people. Sergeant, arrest this man. Arrest the leaders. Natasha and Peter stayed as close to Babushka as they could. Babushka! What would they do to Papa? He's in the very middle of this. Look at them beating people with sticks. They're even hitting the old people. Stay with me, children. Stay with me. When it was all over and the police finally left, there was word that 19 people had been arrested. Where's Papa, Babushka? I can't find Papa. Brother Andre told me that he saw the police take your Papa away. What do you mean? Where did they take him? Natasha, your papa was arrested. They put him in jail for preaching the gospel. I know no one wants to hear this, but we're going to have to stop for this week. What? Wait, but what about Natasha's trouble at school? Will she be put into an orphanage? How long is papa going to be in jail? Well, if you want to find out the answer to all that, I guess you better listen in to the next episode. In the meantime, we want to leave you with the reminder... 1 Peter 3:14 But and if ye suffer for righteousness sake happy are ye and be not afraid of their terror neither be troubled but sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason 
of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ.